You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. and welcome to Ring Post Radio, the only show that's here every Sunday morning. Rain is falling. That's right. I'm your resident. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's, uh... <laughs> yeah, well, we broke them. We were start. You, you and I were jamming out before this show started. <laughs> so sure. I had some head bobbing going on the first song, and then and then it was time for the Trap of the Valkyries and. We yeah, we're in a, a weirdly good mood, and hopefully the the show today won't sour us too much. So course. let's talk about WWE releases. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh man! Uh, I'm in a great mood though. How are you today? Yeah, I just twisted it on you. I asked you first. How freaking dare you, man? Uh, I am doing fairly fine. I'm feeling good. Uh, I worked a six-day yesterday, so I'm loopy as hell. And it's fine making more money off of it, going for the holidays. I bought plane tickets to go back to Maryland for the holidays to see family. There we go. Uh, I've just described me working and me buying. (laughs) That's that's basically all I've done. That is life, actually. (laughs) That is essentially life. Uh, But otherwise, I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing, Scotty? Oh, it's great. I uh, I uh, worked until uh, twelve last night. Uh-huh. Well, technically this morning. Uh, got home. I watched something. <laughs> Can't remember. <laughs> I'm watching a TV show, but I also have to like watch wrestling too, because like I don't know. The the balance of watching normal television versus watching wrestling is. Yeah, I mean, I toss normal television in like once a week. <laughs> I grind. Jesse and I uh, just finished watching Invincible, that Amazon that movie. Sounds like a movie. It, no, it was an Amazon TV show. It was like a uh, animate animated. Uh, oh, the superhero one. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. superhero one. We just finished that last night. It was good. Oh, oh my god, it's great, man! All right, I guess <laughs> I gotta watch it. I'm currently watching Arcane on Netflix, which is animated and pretty great. Got 100 on Rotten Tomatoes. Episode one of Invincible is like one of the shows where it's like, okay, this is like a normal television show. I can probably keep watching this. And then the final five minutes are like, what so, the? <laughs> yeah, they're so bonkers insane that you're like, fuck, I gotta watch the rest of this. <laughs> like, like, I have to know what's happening. <laughs> I need to know. You just, oh, you just don't expect it. And it's so good. And then the last episode is just so like unmitigated relenting d- carnage disdain like it's just wow like, that sounds like wwe <laughs> that is a good transition maybe into unrelenting disdain for the for the people involved um charlie we, ace baby we got other news of course we have a bunch of oh, time yeah. to talk about today we uh, have good news we got bad news which <laughs> What are we feeling for? I feel like we have the good, the bad, and the ugly in news. Maybe not the bad. 
but at least the good, the bad, and the ugly is maybe how I'll say it. Um, we also are going to talk about this WWE Survivor Series, which is happening tonight. So we're going to preview that show. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about Best of the Super Juniors, not World Tag League. Oh, we're not talking about World Tag League. Get out of here. Come on now. Come on now. Come I'm not on. talking about Hanma. Um, <laughs> you can't, you can't, That's the person you get angry about? <laughs> I don't know. That was the first person that came to my brain was Hanma. You, you, you ain't catching me talking about Ten Cozy. Um, hey, hey, now that used to be, that used to be a respectful team. You ain't, you, you ain't seeing me talk about Yano and Tanahashi. That's fair. <laughs> you can't uh, get me there. I saw Tanahashi's hair the first night, and I was like, "Oh my god, what is happening?" He's done it again. Uh, and we're going to talk about War Chamber, MLW War Chamber, if we have the time. But of course. We got some news items to talk about. Scotty, uh, again, it doesn't really quite quantify the good, the bad, and the ugly, but uh, what uh, would you like to talk about first? The good, the bad, or the ugly? Oh, let's just fucking do the releases. I gotta, I gotta get it off my chest. Okay, well then, of course, uh, I didn't even write down the day, but it doesn't matter. I mean, <laughs> it be released even more people to Thursday. Thursday, WB released two more people. It's not two more people. Two, shit <laughs> ton more people. Uh, two weeks after they released a bunch of people following their uh, quarterly report, um, where they announced that they got uh, even more record profits and they're expanding their guidance to because they think they'll make even more money by the end of the year. Um, basically, WWE's raking in the dineros, but it doesn't matter for these people because they released a bunch more people. Scotty, what, what, what are we? What is? What are we doing? What What is WWE doing here, man? <laughs> just it's just you know, I saw someone make a tweet. I don't remember who it was, but they said this is the response to having signed all those people over the last five years. And not release anyone. And I was like, okay, I guess that's fair. But, but they got to the like point where, okay, they released all the people like they were just never going to use. Now we're at a point where we're just releasing people still. And like I, every time a release happens now, last, I think the last one was like, okay, you released Keith Lee. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this. You could have used him. Release carrying cross. I mean, I'm not a big fan of him, but you definitely could have used him. Yada yada yada. And then this time comes around, and it's just a whole. Oh, look at that! They just never gave a certain group a chance. Uh, I'm pretty sure at least one person on this list did ask for their release. Yeah. Um, I would bet maybe one or two, maybe three. A, a couple names on this list just make me really sad. And yep. I guess we should talk about them. Sure. Uh, they released a bunch of different people. Uh, I'm just going to go through the entire list, and then we can talk about each of them individually, Scotty. Uh, they released John Morrison, Tegan Knox, Shane Thorne, Drake Maverick, Top Dalla, Isaiah Swerve Scott, uh, Ashante Diadonis, and Jackson Riker. So let's start off here with John Morrison. Uh, he is someone that I would have suspected, based off of the Taya Valkyrie situation, that probably wanted to get released. The man moved across the country like the week prior of his wife's release uh, so that he can be with his wife uh, more often. Uh, then she gets released. I'm sure he probably was like, you know, you're not doing anything with me. Um, the Miz 
is still not really back, even though he can be back. Um, and you know, John Morrison was just like, yeah, I, I wouldn't be, su- I wouldn't be surprised if he asked for his release. What a waste of a run, huh? Like to me, John Morrison could have been, you know, one of those t- high mid card, low main event guys easily for them. And instead, what they did was they put him with the Miz again for his entire run. He was there. The only time he wasn't with the Miz was at the end when they broke up and then Miz went to Dancing with the Stars, so they never had a feud. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it makes sense why he wanted to leave. I mean, he's, we don't know for a fact that he wanted to leave, but he definitely wanted to leave. I I mean, you, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I mean, come on. Like, I would, be, I would be surprised if he didn't ask for his release. Yeah, yeah that is true. I... It's frustrating because it's so emblematic of what the company is, is that for like the past decade, the company has been like cryo frozen on like stars and stuff. So like they got John Morrison into a slotted position and that, you know, he left and came right back into that slotted position. You know, this no matter what he did outside, it doesn't matter. You know, Lucha Underground, Impact and all these other places, it doesn't really matter. He comes back in. Is the exact same guy. You know, it's just... Vince McMahon don't give a damn. He don't. He just he just doesn't care. He doesn't get it anymore. Like, I can't say that enough. And I think a lot of us agree. Like, yes, for every Roman Reigns, like current incarnation of Roman Reigns, there's everything else. Like, we have gotten to a point where everyone says SmackDown. Well, not everyone. But people that watch say SmackDown is good. I'm like, no, Roman's good. That's it. Like, it's not It's not that way. Like, oh, I got one good, I got an actual women's match that was of decency on SmackDown this week between Shotzi and Sasha Banks. You know why? Because it's Sasha Banks. Oh, I got a fatal four-way with Ricochet, Sheamus, Cesaro, and uh, oh, who's the useless one in there? Oh, Jinder. Jinder, of course. Uh, and that was good. And it's like, oh, wow, you let Ricochet, like, I don't know, be Ricochet. We don't let, they don't always let wrestlers do what they do best. And that's such a problem for them as a company. And that's why John Morrison never got to be Johnny Mundo, you know, like that type of person because they made him do comedy with the Miss. Yeah. He had it like a little bit at the beginning when he came back, but then. Yeah devolved i also like they made him johnny drip drip remember, remember was that wrestlemania he wrestled uh the uh bad bunny no no what was the what was the pay-per-view that had was it SummerSlam? zombies no SummerSlam, where it had the nestel life water bit with xavier woods and john morrison oh yeah it was that it was terrible just <laughs> absolutely terrible he was involved John Morrison was involved with two <laughs> awful <laughs> cross advertising crossovers of the zombie bit and the Nestel light. Um, I, I think, you know, I, John Morrison can easily find other places if he wants to continue wrestling. I wouldn't be surprised if he wants to. Uh, I mean, Impact feels like the spot. Impact feels like the easy spot. He can easily go back to AAA if he so wanted to. MLW, I think he worked a couple shots in. I mean, 
his usual stomping grounds, I'm sure, will allow him back. I would not be surprised. I'm sure he'd be interested in doing um, Azteca Underground. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot that they have all that connection. So I wouldn't be surprised if ML yeah. guys bring him in that, on that basis. And then we get yeah, Taya into their new trying to upstart women's division. Uh, good, good top name to have. Yeah. Uh, Tegan Knox, speaking about top names to have, Tegan Knox also released. Um, I think Tegan Knox had a little. No, I'm sad. Yeah, that's fair. I think Tegan Knox had a little bit of the Kenta uh, mm-hmm. issue in the sense that, you know, hot signing, uh, want to push them, gets super injured, comes back, gets super injured again, and then they just kind of don't really do nothing with them. I'm actually kind of glad that Tegan Knox got released in the sense that Kento is there doing nothing forever for way longer. Tegan, yeah. a lot, you know, at least she can go out and do something and maybe do something. I same sort of thing like we talked about with Ember Moon, Mia Yim. Uh, if AEW or any company wants to pick her up, Tegan Knox up easily top five of your promotion right off the bat. Yeah, she's so good, and she had the worst luck. I think I've ever seen someone have like, you know, she shatters her knee in a tournament. She's going to win. People forget she was going to win the Mae Young classic. Like that was a fact. She was going to be that one in NXT for probably a couple of years. I mean, back then she was going to be that one. And what happened to her honestly ended up propelling Rhea Ripley to new heights it gave Tony Storm the ultimate May Young Classic win. It changed so many things. And I think even though she, you know, has all these injuries to her name, Nixon Newell, which is of course her name, uh, not in WWE. I thought Tegan Knox was actually one of the few good names they ever gave someone. What about uh, Knox? Which is what her SmackDown name was. Just Knox. Yeah, we don't talk about that. Uh, <laughs> I think she has still has all this potential in the world. She's still very young. Uh, she's talked to like Chris Brooks of DDT about wrestling him already. And they're, you know, they're friends and whatnot. So I think she is not only ready to go, but I think she's going to go everywhere and anywhere. And I think you made a great point. If AEW or someone were able to add her instant top five, uh, she's you know as somehow even with you know all these reconstructive knee surgeries, she's still very good. So very I just hope the best for her because I think, like you said, this is a situation where it's hard to fully blame WWE. Like yes, you don't want to release people, but at the same time, like they wanted her to be a star, and it just We're terrible luck. Point in time, they wanted her. Yeah. To- I don't think-, I think Triple H always wanted her to be a star. Like, I think when she came back this last time, he was going to push her. Remember? He gave her this whole, like, the, gimmick the- thing. Uh, they called her right up. <laughs> yeah. So, like, Triple H always believed in her. And I think a lot of fans did, too. She's an easy person to get behind, very likable. And it's just, you know, it sucks that it went the way it is. But you make a good point. She's not going to get stuck there. Now she can go revi- uh, revamp her career and actually have, uh, you know, a good rest of the way. I, I don't I don't know where she goes, but she's one of the uh, interesting free. She's one of the most interesting free agents to me 
Uh, when it comes to the women's side, she's probably like top three of the names that have been released, maybe top two, like her and Ember, for really for me. Oh, yeah. I think she is easily someone that I think she's definitely going to get signed to an American promotion. It's just a matter of yeah. what. I think AEW, it, the problem is, is like AEW, you know, we talk about this all the time. Like AEW is already flooded with talent. Uh, but the women's is always like, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, like the women's division can always need more. I mean, look what Soho is already kind of doing with the women's division. Add a couple more spots in there. That could be pretty great. And I think Tegan has that like, I don't want to say ace, but like that baby face, that top baby face potential. She has that. I, I, I know what you're talking about. That like she's got the baby face thing, but the baby face confidence. Yeah. Of that, like that an ace would have. Yeah. Yeah, which is like a big, I think that's a big thing to have. Like, not a lot of people have that. Yes, I am watching the cat. Don't you worry. <laughs> it's it's just such a good trait to have. And I, I'm excited to see her do whatever she does end up doing. But, of course, we can continue on. We have a couple more to talk about. Uh, Shane Thorne, the former Slapjack, has been. I was talking about a guy that... Uh, if he didn't ask for his release, then I don't know what he was doing. Paycheck <laughs> uh, is what he was doing. New Japan strong off the top of my head instantly. Uh, New Japan traditional. I know Mikey uh, Nichols was in New Japan. I have no idea what he's doing now. Technically still on the roster page. He's technically still there. I, I mean, so is Dalton Castle. I don't think that goes that far. <laughs> you know, good point. You got me there. Good point. <laughs> I mean, there's probably someone signed at WWE that's on the roster page at this point. <laughs> but uh, I think it's going to be fun to watch him, like, get to wrestle again. He hasn't wrestled. He hasn't legitimately wrestled in years. <laughs> like, Slapjack wasn't wrestling. Uh, he's... What was his newest gimmick? He was, like, an Australian, like... He was just the basic Australian with, like a vest and a hat and something with kangaroos. I, yeah, I think, I think uh new Japan strong is a great idea for Shane Thorne, Shane haste. Uh, yeah, instead it, it, you know, bring Mikey Nichols in, do TMDK, TM, TM six, one TMDK in uh new Japan strong. You know, that's an easy one. Or you can also just bring them into, uh, you know, they're Australian. Just bring them into New Japan proper right. uh, in Japan, obviously. Um, uh, if not, if not moving them straight into Japan, keep them in strong. You know, you got Jonah. He's there. Uh, 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 the mighty, a mighty member. Um, you got Buddy Matthews. He's not obviously never That'd been be a hell of a faction. Never been in that group, but certainly he's Australian, so... Ain't, well, yeah, this is true. I mean, I don't like to, like, just automatically bunch them all together, but doing a Jonah, uh, Shane Haste, Buddy, and maybe Mikey Nichols, like, faction, could be, could be something. That could be something. That could be something. In New Japan Strong, of course. Of course, of course. I think that, that could be a good new faction for you, if yeah. you... Because obviously, you know, they just lost, you know, they basically lost the Violence Unlimited faction for a very long time. Hope Chris Dickinson heals up. Um, uh, lost him for like, I think like four or five months, I think is what it, what it was. Yeah. Uh, 
And then, you know, who the hell knows with, you know, Stray Dog Army. I, I imagine they'll still be there. Uh, <laughs> if Bateman's no longer or whatever's happening of Ring of Honor. Uh, and, you know, they have some other people in there. But I, I think, you know, bringing that, I think that's a good new faction to have. I think that'd be a fun team to have because, you know, it has all the it has all the perfect elements. You got your heavy, you got your single star, you got your tag teams. Well, you got the mighty don't nail plus buddy. Exactly. It works. It works completely. Yeah. I think that'd be uh, perfect for him. Uh, I'm, if you hear me slapping, that's uh, my cat's butt. I hear it. Thanks. He's so fluffy. <laughs> He's so <laughs> fluffy, man. Oh, I love him. Um, anyways, uh, Drake Maverick. Like, I feel like we're coming at this like a, with a weird energy of being like excitable, but it's it is sad. But also, I think that's the part of it is that I'm. I of course it's I feel best of it here. Wrestlers, I feel bad for the wrestlers because they're Absolutely. like, oh, we lost out money, and you know we're gonna get paid during Christmas and Thanksgiving, but. You know, it still kind of sucks. Um, but at the same breath, it's like, I'm just excited to see these people wrestle again. I mean, these guys weren't... None of these people were doing anything, really. Well, maybe some people were. Um, but some, none of these people were really doing anything. Now I can actually see them wrestle again? Like, cool. I'm I'm excited about that. You know? Yeah. It's <laughs> like it's like they're... It's like they're... You know, we're going off and I'm going to see more people wrestle. That's exciting. The, the only problem... And this is the only problem... There's one less spot for these people to fill. Like Ring of Honor being gone really hurts because we can't keep looking at just AEW to bring people in. Though I think if travel was more open, you know, more promotions in Japan would be possible. Yeah. And so on and so forth and everywhere else. Um, you, I mean, you got, I mean, I'm just going quickly going back to like Tegan Ox and even to an extent Drake Maverick. I mean, you have. Before they got signed, the British scene was was, for lack of a better term, popping. Yeah, um, now it's dead. Now it's pretty much dead. Um, Rev Pro is doing its best to keep the whole scene alive. Um, you have it's pretty much Will Osprey wrestling a bunch of nobodies. Yeah, well, hold on. That Ricky Knight Junior match from High Stakes was pretty good. It was, but uh, I'm not gonna let's not go out and say like Ricky Knight Junior is this you know major star that. Everyone's heard of plenty of bro, um, but like the bridge scene was popping before they got signed. Ring of Honor existed, um, you know, all these places were and and borders were open for the most part. Like, like it's a whole different world, a whole harder world, and it's a whole new world. Sorry, Drake Maverick also got released. Uh, the big again, of course, is he got released again. Uh, in what a year, a year and a half, <laughs> he got released, and a year and a half later, he got released the second time. You know, I say good on Drake Maverick for being able to come back in for the company and get paid for another year and a half. You know, I liked his video. Oh, yes, can we talk about that video real quick? Go, yeah, can we talk about it? Yeah, so he pretty much re aired, like, it felt like it was a re airing of him getting, I think it was of his video from last year where he got released and he was crying. And then like, it has like this little static thing. And it's like, and it goes dark. And then like this other version of I other version, maybe this is just rock star spot walking. In. We'll say that like, but it's him walking in. It's like, listen, now you get to be a professional wrestler and 
this and that and i was like okay this is kind of sick like you must have had this like in the bank ready to go for like months <laughs> isn't that isn't that such a point to to point out real quick is that he either either he asked for it right either he asked for his, his release possible uh or he prepped a video in case he got cut again he might have did it last year and just had it ready honestly like maybe he was gonna release that at I mean, one point and then he got re-signed he was he was friends with ec3 so he certainly uh you know it's has it, the video itself had that control your own narrative vibe oh please no oh please no please don't no maybe uh you maybe... know for a fact that he he's that rockstar spud is coming in to wrestle ec3 at the control your narrative four. Oh, cool i still won't watch it uh maybe spud can remind ec3 how to be entertaining or good in no, any I'm way. Like, I no. hope Spud goes back to Impact. I I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Sorry. Hold on. He's done. I broke him again. I've been I've been watching Ring of Honor as as you know, and uh, where EC3 is. Oh. They're calling. They're calling the uh, the whatever what hap- is happening to Ring of Honor the whole. Uh, getting rid of everything and going restarting everything they're calling it the great imagining and it's sort of of ec3 thing saying it, it, they're kind of implying that like ec3 is doing this <laughs> it's like doing the great ima- reimagining oh my god if they let ec3 run ring of honor just no they're not gonna they're not consider gonna, it dead they're not gonna just make consider it dead they're just doing this thing about like he's like I'm I'm getting I'm gonna you know it's all about control your narrative and restarting and, and doing these things. And he's like really pushing for it in the main event of a show for that he has no connection in the main event. Um, it's just like <laughs> yeah, so Spud, good luck, buddy. Doctor Spud. Um, yeah, no, uh, I, I think Impact maybe. I think you know Ring of Honor's maybe. I don't know. I and the thing about Drake Maverick is that like. I don't know if he'll necessarily want to go back to being, you know, uh, rock star Spud. You know, I like no idea what he's going to do. Yeah, it's, probably wrestle. Thirty-eight years old. You know, I'm sure he has got. He's got a couple more years left in him, surely. Um, you know, it's just I don't know. I, I don't know what he would like to do. Um, go back into comedy or try to be like more realistic person. I mean, he did a lot of like comedy bits in WDB, obviously, but he also, I mean, everything he did for two or five live at the time as being the general manager, you know, of that brand, you know, he was very serious and, and got rid of all that rock star spudisms. So I, I'm interested to see even if him in, continue that uh, if he wants to, but it's a matter of what he decides, I guess. Yeah, I'm guessing he might become like that character we saw in the video. Yeah, yeah, whatever the hell is happening over there, which is definitely an EC3 thing. So I'm expecting a tag team, or maybe a faction with Braun Strowman. Whatever. Ha- Remember that they're, guy? They're all friends, so that makes sense. Is Braun Strowman still in the no contract clause, no compete clause? No, he's been off of that for months. <laughs> like that that ended a long time ago. <laughs> he got released in like April. <laughs> 
don't know. There's been a lot of releases. They all kind of bunch together, but uh, he's uh, he's free as he's free as can be. I'll look that up real quick. Because you kidding me? You kidding me that this man is no no one wants to pick him up. <laughs> Not a single person. Well, Impact did. They just couldn't pay him. Yeah, that's probably definitely it. He wrestled once, and it was for free. The narrative too. <laughs> Uh yeah, I guess he got he got released in like May or June or something. Yeah, he's definitely up. <laughs> God, no one. Yeah, he's overpriced. He's overpriced. Is what he, he is. Yeah, he sees himself as something he's not. Uh, speaking of seeing himself as something he's not, hit uh, bro, hit bro. Top Dalla hero was was released along with Isaiah Swerve Scott and Ashante the Adonis. Yeah, listen, I only want to make one point about one of these people so I can get through Top Doll. Dude is an idiot. I don't real I feel bad because I don't want anyone to lose their job, but dude's an idiot. He thought he was too big for his fucking everything. The fact that Vince wanted to push him at any point is ridiculous to me. He sucks. He's wasn't very good in the ring. Uh, good for him for standing up for BFAB. I liked that. That was one thing I took away from this. Good for him, because like, I agree, she shouldn't have been released. But look at look at look at Hit Row now. Uh, you have re- you've made the rest of them get released. Uh, and otherwise, you know, Top Dollar, go go do other stuff. The the reports that came out of this this release, the Sony reports of Top Dollar having a bunch of heat backstage. Like you said, BFAB gets released. He's calling upper management saying that they made a mistake. Um, just saying that he's got, gotten too comfortable. He's got an ego. Like, and then all the Twitter nonsense, too. Yeah, uh, the Young Bucks. Beefing with the Young Bucks, making kind of an offensive rap about Jinder Mahal, and then arguing with other people about what a Maharaja is. Uh, like this guy. Yeah, something tells me you're better off without him. I I think it was I was listening to like the flagship, and they said a point where it was just like it's like yes, the beef at point is like respectable, but in the same breath, it's like you know any sort of like rookie calling up you know, up the general manager and be like, Oh, I don't agree with you. It's like, look, man, if you're, if you're, you know, let's just, if you were like Tom Brady. Yeah, sure. You can maybe make that call, but you're fucking top, top dollar. <laughs> like, you, like who are like you, sir, you had, you were a host of a TV show. You were, uh, there was talk football player. He was a football, former player. football player. He was the host of a television show or for a and E about that, you know, that, uh, storage war whatever the hell that was um he was there was talks of him being a host of raw talk you know there was talks of him like doing all this stuff and it's just like man you had the world and your i'll say it your ego is out of control like sure he this man's doing good things he's doing good charity things but like this guy's ego is freaking jesus christ man know who you are like i'm not saying that like you know you gotta pay the dues but like there is there is office politics behind the scenes and you are not playing it and fucking and because of that swerve and ashante got cut yeah uh i want to save swerve for last um ashante every time i ever saw him very good in the ring very good in the ring 
he was on 205 Live slash in the Cruiserweight division for a bit before joining Hit Row. He's got a cool look about him. You know, he's he's uh, very athletic, very – he's just very solid in the ring. I And he was good on the mic the few times they let him talk. Like, he didn't – he was usually, like, the last person to talk in the group. Um, as we know, Top Dollar never shut the fuck up. Uh, but – I always like the Shante, the Adonis, and I'm hopeful, you know, he finds he's probably going to go Indies, if I had to guess, uh, at least off the bat. But I could see, I don't know, I could see him be like a um, strong guy eventually. Like, I think he has that in-ring ability. He's a good, he's a really good prospect. Yeah, he is. He is. He has to be very young. I could see him maybe jump on a dark, dark elevation taping once in a while, maybe. Uh, like he's he's in the Tony Nice discussion right now. Oh yeah, I don't see he's only been wrestling for three years. Uh he has some connections. Really? Yeah, he has some wow. connections prior to WWE. He was a Maryland championship wrestling guy. Uh so he's you know with like Leo Rush and uh canceled. Yeah. Uh uh so but he also has uh, a couple connections. He's worked a, two matches, it looks like. Yeah, two dark matches for Ring of Honor. So he got a couple looks by Ring of Honor. Uh, at one point in time, it's only thirty-one too. Yeah, um, yeah, I can see. I, I, I think it's a good prospect. You know, if you're sure. if if you are AEW and you're thinking about a Shane Swerve, uh, or if you know you're another company that wants to continue this act, I wouldn't mind seeing Swerve Ashante and B Fab on my television screen. I don't think, yeah, just those three. I think B-Fab is a great manager. The problem is, of course, you know, it does feel like you kind of got to get all four of them. Nope. But I'm okay not. <laughs> no, no, you don't. And now I want to talk about uh, Mr. Swerve because... Real quickly, can we put... Let's put a Shante in the acclaimed. Ooh, I like that. I like that. B-Fab. So that's actually funny that now uh, that we're going to talk about Swerve, I have some thoughts here. Okay. Swerve, Isaiah Swerve Scott, uh, former NXT North American champion. I think one of the most underutilized guys NXT's had. Yeah. You know, in terms of name, uh, he had a name heading into NXT. Like, he had a name, Shane Strickland, for those who don't know. Uh, it took a while for him to get there. It took him till hit row, but he had some great matches. Whether it was against Santos Escobar, uh, he had he was in the breakout tournament. He was, he just everything about him is a star. Everything about him is a star. I think Shane Strickland, in terms of where he goes next, truly anywhere. He's the one name out of this list that I'm like, okay, if AEW wanted to consider anyone to sign from these guys. It's Shane Strickland. Guy's, because, guy's the yeah, one. He's got his – he just has all the charisma. He's incredible in the ring. Uh, you know, you – and uh, when he was released, I was, po- I was posting some stuff for people to check out of him. Uh, his wrestling when he was in Lucha Underground is kill shot. Great. Oh, yeah. Great. He was Austin's kill shot. Uh, Shane Strickland's a former MLW world champion. People forget he beat Riddle, Matt Riddle, for that title. Just saying. 
great match there, actually. If anyone wants to check that out, that's on YouTube, as is pretty much everything MLW has ever done. Uh, that's not a shot. It's not a shot. Uh, Shane Strickland. Yeah, we got shots for MLW. <laughs> Shane Strickland should be a main event star wherever he goes. I always had hope that he could eventually get there. I thought he should have been NXT champion. Uh, I, he just, everything about him, he's, he's the full package, and he's young. He's very young. Like, if you're signing him, you instantly one of your future guys. Like, I know in AEW especially, we talk about the pillars and whatnot, and he's 31. So he would be, to me, like adding an Adam Cole. I know Adam Cole is a different entity because Adam Cole is just this massively over guy, and he has been for a decade now, pretty much. But but Swerve also knows how to get over. He has the charisma to get himself over just yes. like, He's like a Ricky Starks type as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I thought instantly, I was like, ah, oh, Shane Strickland and Team Taz as their main eventer or as like him and Ricky Starks main eventing slash mid card, whatever. I was like, I could do this and powerhouse Hobbs, of course. Power. Well, powerhouse is different from those two because power powerhouse. Give me a tag team with Hobbs. Oh, yeah. Oh, all right. Come on. I think he would be a great team Taz, but I think team Taz needs people. Um, I was thinking of Shane Strickland versus Leo Rush. The other day, just put that on a dynamite. I was like, oh my God, that'd be amazing. Uh, Shane Strickland versus literally anyone <laughs> on the AEW roster. I haven't said this on audio. I said this because we, Mikey and I recorded Happy Hour, and then immediately afterwards we got offline and I saw that Sean Rossap tweeted the releases. And I was like, uh oh. Um, I, I said to Mikey afterwards that uh, I like the idea of a Shane Swerve tag team with leo rush mm. and that is how you get uh darius martin back in the mix mm. you know the problem, to make... hmm. you, you, you continue the tag team with leo rush and dante then you get you know you start turning him try to turn him heel or whatever officially and then like darius can come in and then in february swerve can come in and that's a good mix right there there's also you can just wait two weeks and you can do a Keith Lee swerve tag team. <laughs> the, the, and, but that's the thing. That's the thing, is that sky's the limit. If he doesn't get signed by AEW, MLW will easily want to pick him up. He has the history in MLW. MLW will 100% pick up Top Dollar and Ashante and BFAB, I think. I think they would 100% pick up that. I honestly don't think Top Dollar stays in wrestling. He should <laughs> Should it? Because he doesn't. He doesn't understand what it is. Um, I, I I think I think MLW is a company that would pick up all four of them in in like a. I think they would do that. Um, yeah. Do you have any thoughts about all of Hit Row lasting this long? Uh, it makes me sad. I thought Hit Row had so much potential. You know, the first time they showed up on the main roster, I was like, see, like as a group. They can be stars. I I mean, I feel like if you watch Hit Row, if you watch them on TV, you instantly thought, you know, B-Fab can be a star. Like, she's not great in the rank, but she has the charisma to, you know, stand out and swerve. 
Like Swerve literally just stands there and has the charisma. Like he oftentimes for hit row, he wouldn't talk. He would just be the centerpiece while everyone else talked because he didn't need to. And I always thought they should have made it. I, I was interested to see him and Ashante team up because that was supposedly what they were going to do with them. Uh, and top doll was going to be whatever the fuck, but I always thought they were going to be a great tag team. You know, I wanted to see them against the Usos. Like I thought that would have been a great match. Uh, Hit row never got the life it deserved on the main roster. And really it died when they released BFAB. Like it had no hope once BFAB was released, in my opinion, because that wasn't hit row anymore. Like she made a lot of it. The, the, I'll argue that the moment they got called up to the main roster was the, the death knell, you know, like, yes, on. well, clearly <laughs> uh, hindsight. Uh, but like, cause Bruce Pritchard, Vince McMahon, they got no idea what to do with a genuine hip hop group that is writing their own music and all this stuff. Like they don't know what to do with these guys. They're not going to be able to figure out what they're doing with all of them. Like, it, it, it was it was dead from the jump, honestly. Right. Uh, they should have stayed in NXT 2.0, and you should have had them be like the big face faction or whatever, or heel faction, whatever they are. I don't even know. Um, <laughs> yeah, it. they never got to that point. <laughs> yeah, like uh, they they had something, but you know they moved, they feuded with um, uh, Legado del Fantasmo, and then they can move on and do something else as the face group of of NXT. You know, that's that connection was there. The show itself is built around like not even built, not built around, but the theme music is hip hop. The point of the show was to try to attract the younger audience. You had this hip hop group that can 100% do it. Why not just keep them in NXT and season them a little bit more before you actually call them up and think you have ideas for them? Like, whatever it, on the bright side at least you know i can i can assure you scotty that on the bright side they'll be able to find a place to work because of course uh uh they know how to work the mic uh top dollar knows how to work the stick so he's gonna find us place to uh to work strickland's gonna have himself a career let's just say that and also I... uh jackson Riker was also released do you want the other news as well yeah Sure. Uh, other news uh, <laughs> announced as well was uh, GCW and Orange Crush, which I don't exactly know what Orange Crush is. I think it's a magazine. Photo. Photo, photo magazine? Really good orange soda, actually. Oh, my mistake. My mistake. Uh, I prefer the grape. Um, Ooh, also very good soda. Uh, I think they're also part of the owners of JCW. Either way, they announced that they're launching an indie wrestling hall of fame um and that it's going to have a show gala whatever you want to call it they they use the word gala which i love to see in terms of wrestling a gala um uh so that's going to be happening uh january 22nd in new york city um i'm i just like wanted to bring this up because i'm just kind of confused why we're doing they're doing an indie wrestling hall of fame like it's short makes sense but don't they already have like a gcw hall of fame like (laughs) I don't know. I I don't understand how you do an independent wrestling hall of fame. <laughs> what what <laughs> like, your hall of famers? I don't know. Like, like, 
Is it someone that just never got out of the Indies? Like, uh, like is Grim Reefer going to be a Hall of Famer? Oh, no. Age Indie Wrestling Hall of Famer? I mean, he'll definitely go in. Yeah, uh, but like that's but that's what I mean. Is that like what are we like what what constitutes a guy that never gets called up to a main every re- every wrestler ever that signed with a top promotion <laughs> like, the indie wrestling hall of fame right sure, I guess yeah. Samoa Joe but like we know this <laughs> like I don't need them to have a induction ceremony where they probably won't show up and honestly the hall of whatever this hall of fame is going to be uh i have a good feeling that like they're gonna be like nick gage and uh uh you know alley catch <laughs> i'm gonna be like what the fuck is this what a joke there's certainly a couple names that they can put in there's one guy that in the comments there's a couple pitches chris hero colt Ooh, cool. uh, young bucks um uh reckless youth tracy smothers uh, like there's some easily some names in there. Um, boom, boom. Matt, Matt Cardona. Um, there's some easily some names in there that you can totally do, but it's just like, yeah, it's just like I don't know, I don't know. It's weird to then say the Young Bucks are indie wrestling Hall of Fame for some reason to me. Well, uh, they are. <laughs> like they're the definition of it. They were indie, 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 technically until. Two years ago, technically. That's true. Yeah, even though Ring of Honor calling it an indie now is so weird. I mean, it's going back to being an indie, but to me, it wasn't an indie for like a couple years there. Oh yeah, I it, I don't know. It's just I just put Ring of Honor in. Let's put the all put the all every single roster member of Ring of Honor in the well, whole. I'm just saying, like, put the promotion because, like, without Ring of Honor, is low key going in this Hall of Fame? High key, I don't care. <laughs> I, I just, I'm, ex- I, I'm intrigued to see what this, what it. Yeah, is, I am too. What constitutes an indie wrestling hall of famer? Can we just start naming off trouble wrestlers? Is Austin Aries going into the indie hall of fame? Oh man, he's going to Hard Times Two in Atlanta <laughs> in December. Did you know this? Did you see what I posted in the Slack? Oh, yeah, this is when I told you not to go to NWA. Yeah, Austin Aries is going to be there. He's wrestling for the new... He's he's wrestling as a number one contender match for the new NWA junior heavyweight title. Oh, just what NWA needs. Another title for all of its five wrestlers. Hope Tyrus wins that one, too. Uh, ugh, what a crappy company. Oh, my God. Ugh, she's like... What are we doing here? I, the main event's Trevor Murdoch versus Mike Knox. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I understand WWE is not the end-all be-all in terms of, you know, spot that you get to in the company. But let's be serious here. When you watch Trevor Murdoch and Mike Knox wrestle on WWE over a decade ago, you definitely didn't sit there and think, yeah, you know what? These two should be main eventers. And not only should they be main eventers, they should be wrestling for a world title that is one of the most prestigious in the history of professional wrestling. We'll get to hard times too. Uh, Many moons. You want to talk about hard times? Sorry, 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 sorry. 
It is quite it is quite the card that they have together. Um, uh, other news items, of course, is the big news item uh, that came out of I think it was Friday. still on news. Still on news, man. Forty eight minutes in. Uh, home stretch. Here we go. New Japan in a joint com- joint press conference. New Japan and Noah announced that on uh, January eighth, that January eighth Wrestle Kingdom show is going to be a New Japan. X Noah collab uh, show. New Japan versus Noah. Well, I say X collab because in the press release, uh, it states that um, the the global Twitter account uh, quoted uh, 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 New Japan president uh, Obahari. Obar. Oh oh my god, I can't say his name. Obari. Uh, uh, he said that the match card is yet to be announced. New Japan and Noah wrestlers have their own histories and backgrounds. It's up to them whether they want to face off or even join together. This company really said it's going to be maybe while putting out a poster that says New Japan versus Noah. I don't want to hear it. It's New Japan versus Noah. Uh, What will we see? First of all, first of all, first of all, Mm-hmm. The most enjoyable news of the entire week is that New Japan got their heads out of their asses and said, you know what? Maybe we can work with people again and not try to buy them <laughs> like like they did with Noah once upon a time when they had a relationship. Uh, of course, as Voices of Wrestling reported in their Patreon, credit to them, uh, this is only the beginning, it sounds like, of New Japan wanting to work with other companies as part of the 50th anniversary they've already talked to dvt uh shingo has been told about dragon gate or is helping with the dragon gate possibility uh liger's talking to to jerry about ajpw mm-hmm. it the wheels are in motion new japan wants to go all out have some big events real quickly uh, let's put respect on his name mlw middleweight champion Tajiri. of course of course of course i apologize but but I think as a decision to kick it all off, I, I you know, there's two promotions, I think, um, for, you know, Japan purposes that if they come together, it's a big show. This is one. And I'm sure uh, a lot of us can agree Dragon Gate would be the other because Dragon Gate in terms of attendance is number two to New Japan. So first off that. When it comes to Noah, I mean, they have the names. They have the names. They got uh, Nakajima, who's their current GHC heavyweight champion. They got Kaiji Muto, who is, you know, maybe the most legendary wrestler in either promotion, which is saying a lot. Like, that's saying a lot. The great Muta, of course. Uh, Naimichi Mirafuji. Like, they have the names. And then, of course, if... And, of course, Okada will not be finding any of those names because, you know, it is what it is. Uh, versus Great Muda, and Great Muda is going <laughs> to... Okada's going to, like, hit him with a burning Rainmaker. He's going to set his arm on fire and hit him with a Rainmaker, and Keji Muta is going to get it one. <laughs> yeah, I want to point out that I don't want to see Muto versus Okada. That I, that might have came off poorly. I don't want to see that. I was just saying Okada, who is, of course... Front and center in this poster is not wrestling uh, any of them. Found an interesting Osprey. Nothing was said about him in this. I mean, it's just a introductory uh, 
you know, press conference, but he's not even on the poster, despite main eventing night two of Wrestle Kingdom. Just a thought. Uh, there are rumors of potential matches already, uh, but I, I think before we, you know, break down potential matches and whatnot real quick, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, New Japan, you know, saying, okay, it's our 50th anniversary. Let's just work with everyone, make it as special as possible. Hopefully, as fans, this leads to New Japan, you know, being more open to working with everyone. Oh, by the way, the one and only savior, Dick Togo, was the man to kick this all off because House of Torture represent, baby. Never fails. These colors for a reason, baby. <laughs> um, uh, I, I think it's a great move. I think it's a great move. I think it's a great business move. Uh uh, you, you know, I, I think to celebrate the 50th anniversary of New Japan, obviously New Japan itself has a lot of connections with NOAA, with all Japan in terms of offshoots. Um, and seeing something like that, um, you know, it's the same concept with the, it's, it's basically the forbidden door concept, right? Is that the working with other companies can help raise all ships especially in a hard time where it's, you know, whether or not you can have, you know, we still don't know if clap crowds are happening anymore. Um, but, you know, attendance being down, trying to do all these extra shows, if you can get people to get extra money and then you can save money on the company end where you can have other people wrestle other shows and those shows pay them or whatever. I don't know. Either way, I think it's a great move. Uh, I think it's a great financial decision for New Japan. I think they need to do something to create buzz and this created a lot of buzz for the company yeah and on top of that you have all japan on top of that you have ddt on top of that you have dragon gate on top of that you know we have these are all connections of japanese promotions we have no idea if there's any going to make any um connections in terms of coming into japan with american companies um you know but they already have those connections and i think New, New Japan, I think it also really goes to show the, 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 I don't want to necessarily attitude change, but the mental change in New Japan in a business sense for years. And mostly it was because we had a different, they went WWE. That's what they did. They went WWE in terms of, they started to try to buy lower companies rather than work with them they didn't want to work with it and that's why for was it been five years maybe since they've worked with noah or anyone like it's been a while uh maybe longer than that and like i understand they work with ring of honor and whatnot but that's a little different that's an american promotion you know stage talent whatever uh i think they went very wwe on themselves and that only hurt and i think I'm not going to give AEW this credit, but I think them working with AEW probably helped. Um, even though it's because they were working with Ring of Honor, but that was never the same. I think AEW is so big uh, that probably helped them be like, okay, like this is helping us get buzz. Let's just keep going. Um, and of course, this will be a pay per view. This will be a legitimate pay per view on a bima i don't know if that's correctly said i'm just gonna call it bima worldwide in english commentary they have not decided the team for that yet but i'm sure it'll probably be chris charlton and someone from noah maybe Stuart fulton 
which would be a very good team, to be honest. But they could always do maybe just the New Japan team. Who knows? It should uh, it should be said that because it's on paper pay per view, uh, that means that it is uh, priced at three hundred three thousand nine hundred sixty yen, which currently in American is thirty four dollars and seventy four cents. So that's you, not bad. It's not too bad. You got an upfront cost there. Uh, it's gonna be a fat show. I think <laughs> it's gonna be a big card. <laughs> they also say that the show is going to be on New Japan World and Wrestling Universe a week after the air date. Uh, yes. The event will be donated to Japanese Red Cross. Yes. Uh, the power of pro wrestling. That the is the goal. The fact that it's a pay-per-view makes it feel like a bigger, it's going to be an, a bigger, important card, right? Yeah. Like they've done crossover shows before, and it's always been like the tag teams and whatnot. Um, this is big. But those have never been on pay-per-view. Those have always been sort of just like, you know, shows that, you know, kind of thing. Just for Japanese fans. Yeah. Now that it's like legit, you know, this is a pay-per-view, we're doing this. This feels like it has that sort of like, you know, real energy. We're going to have a lot of dream matches here. We're going to yeah. see, you know, Okada versus Kiyomiya. And, you know, of course, who the hell knows because <laughs> You know, you don't necessarily, neither company probably wants their champion to lose. Uh, so that's why we might get, like, probably Okada and Kiyomiya versus Tanahashi and Muto, or I don't know. I don't know. I think they might do Tanahashi versus Muto. <laughs> I think Because <laughs> that is your big money, like, draw match, which is, people might disagree, but, like, that Muto main events Noah shows because the 60 year old bastard to draw like <laughs> it's just the truth and sense to me the man doesn't put over anybody of no, no he got no knees but uh, maybe it should be him versus naito then just as i'm saying uh but there's so many matches that they're already teasing and i think the poster pretty much tells you the top three I think it does. I think Shingo versus Nakajima following they so they had like the sit down thing that they did where three wrestlers from each promotion talked about the show. Oh. Uh, of course, Okada said he had no idea who worked for Noah. He had no idea Muto, Muto was there. Um, Nakajima said <laughs> they asked him, "Do you watch New Japan?" He goes, "No, <laughs> not at all." I love Okada's comment about like, of course they don't watch it. Does do Olympic athletes? <laughs> Olympic athletes watch the pickup games. <laughs> that was amazing. I was like, oh, kind of just went full heel on them right here. But that's just also kind of true. Uh, Noah had a tough run. I mean, they got sold. Like, this, let's not act like Noah's just like, it's still their own entity. They got sold. and But they still have the names, like I just said. And it just makes circle it back around to what i was talking about the the good financial decision there is that this is a way to potentially sell more tickets um well hold on real quickly i'm just gonna look i'm just gonna look this up as i'm they're gonna quickly sell more tickets um uh for without necessarily having to do more shows because they'll be able to sell more tickets because they're gonna draw to noah fans eight all, all japan fans uh, I'm going to look up something real quick uh, if you want to just talk and yeah. the final thoughts. About yeah, it. yeah. So, I mean, instantly start thinking about who does Kenta, of all people, 
wrestle, of course, because he has the Noah uh, relationship a little bit, aka Kent dispense pretty much his the majority of his uh, peak in Noah, which I think a lot of us uh, knew if you follow Kenta at all. Uh, but, you know, based off the poster, it's going to be Oka- Okada versus Kiyomiya, uh, Tanahashi versus Muto, and Shingo Takagi versus Katsuhiko Nakajima, which, I mean, currently they're both the world champions, but I will say, I think this event kind of tells me who's not going to be champion anymore. Uh, I think Shingo indeed will be losing. I know Marafuji and Osprey want to work together, I read. Uh, there's a lot of like just crazy possibilities here. They want to do an all-star tag. Hiroki Goto challenged Takashi Shigura on... Uh, Twitter they so it's very weird because this is one show and pretty much everyone wants a singles match Naito and Kino are probably going to wrestle there's just so much here and then there's the aspect of who loses who wins um Okada wins lol just to you know start that off but as a wrestling fan this is just a show that excites, has to excite anyone, really, in my opinion. It's two major promotions coming together, and I think this sets the precedent that New Japan is going to have a lot of big shows in partnerships this year. I'm sure the, if as long as they can, the Dragon Gate one, AJPW one will probably happen, uh, so on and so forth. And you know, Ryan, I think it's safe to say we'll probably get a New Japan versus AEW show somewhere in 2022 as well. It has that energy. It certainly has that energy for a New Japan versus AEW show. Um, uh, I'm still looking up uh, something. There was news in the there was someone in the chat posted something. The, the the wrestler may have passed away, but I'm just seeing if I can find a link. I can't what? find the link. So if the person Joe Smith wants to uh, uh, send me a link, I don't know because I don't I can't find if it's real or not because I don't see any news about it anywhere. Um, so we'll just keep it on the back burner. Let's just continue doing the show. Is it someone I should know? Uh, it's not. Don't worry about it. It might not oh. be real. That's what I'm saying. I'm not going to bring it up yet because I don't know if it's real or not. Okay, got it. Any evidence. Um, so I'm going to move on. Let's move on. Let's talk about New Japan. Let's continue the New Japan discussion. Let's talk about Best of the Super Juniors. Uh, Bozj. So you, what have you watched uh, between Best of the Super Juniors and World Tag League? I've watched none of World Tag League, even though I plan to watch some of it. Uh, I've, I definitely watched all of the first day, and I think I picked and choose a few other matches, but I have my general thoughts about certain wrestlers so far and the way the tournament's going. So really, I guess we could talk about a few matches, but mostly how wrestlers are performing. Yeah. Um I let's okay, then let's let's go yeah, let's go through the wrestlers that are performing. Uh let's just get your quick thoughts on all of them. Obviously it's not necessarily a kind of round robin, but instead of two different blocks, it's just one block and everyone's gonna face each other. 
So it's kind of, I don't know, I feel like that's kind of nice. I kind of like it, kind of like that. I know Hiromu and Desperado wrestled today. Apparently that was amazing. Apparently I was really... I can't say I'm shocked. They kind of have that chemistry. They tend to do that. <laughs> they do. They do. Uh, and this is probably the only time they'll wrestle in the tournament, assuming uh, the champion doesn't get to the finals. So, intriguing. Well, I'm gonna uh, let me list you some names of wrestlers, and I just want to get some quick pithy thoughts from you about how do you think they're doing so far in the tournament. Sure, sure. Plan. Sure. Okay. Uh, uh, Bushi, starting off strong. Bushi. I think Bushi's just such a solid like name to have in all these tournaments, like every year, because you know he's not bad, he's not the best, but he's exciting. You know, he got the high flying down. Uh, he has a cool look. I mean, he's been fine. <laughs> I can't believe you started with Boshi. I was not ready for Boshi. I was expecting, like, I don't know, one of the main players of the juniors division nowadays, but it's fine. Fine. I'll, I'll, I can get you a main player. What do you think about Hiromu so far? I mean, Hiromu, I loved his match with Yo. Like, to just start off, like, it was four minutes, but it was a great four minutes. Because you saw a different side of Yo, and then Hiromu, you know, still went in for the kill. I think uh, Hiromu's been so hurt over the past couple, I don't know, months, but years, really. But he's been so good. He's just always so great. He doesn't slow himself down. And... uh, I just love watching the man wrestle, and it continues in this tournament. I mean, I've always thought he was going to be the one to win, set up that rematch with El Desperado uh, for the title at Wrestle Kingdom. Sounds like the match to me still, um, but I guess we'll see. Uh, El Desperado. Dude, the dude is so good. Like, <laughs> I I love that he's the heavyweight of the juniors division, if that makes sense. Like, he doesn't do the fast-paced or the high-flying. No, this guy's very uh, grounded. He is you know, beyond solid in the ring. And his look is amazing. Like, as someone that's really gotten, into, gotten into El Desperado this year, uh, I've really wanted to watch just him specifically because – He's just so good. He's just so good. Um, I'm I'm letting you do all the thoughts because I'll be honest. I haven't seen a single minute of Best of the Super Juniors. I haven't seen a single minute of World Tag League. I, I used to love Best of the Super Juniors. I just can't get into it, and I'm waiting for like. I enjoy the wrestlers they have in it this year. That's fair. That's fair. Robbie Eagles is a good addition. Um, don't, don't disrespect dookie no i love me some dookie he's uh, nice he's nice he's had a good tournament so far dookie is underrated people he make is. fun of him because he looks his, his gear looks bad i'll be honest and his name is dookie uh dokai or whatever the hell but the guy can go the guy can wrestle the guy's gotten great matches before um with i mean obviously a lot of them more so with the top tier uh wrestlers but i think that he can legit go like 
Him versus Hiromu was an outstanding match. Like, this guy can wrestle. This guy can go. I think him, he is a great addition. I think Robbie Eagles is a great addition. I just, for whatever reason, can't get into Best of the Super Juniors this year. I'll probably not watch all of it, but I'll probably pick and choose matches from it. Um, it's just a matter of, of you know, find, picking and choosing those matches, I guess. That's going to be... I- and I think that's the best way to do it for anyone. I always say picking and choosing for any tournament really is better than just kind of trying to watch everything. Cause listen, everything is not always great. Yeah. And you know, we live in a time where we're trying to just watch as much as we can, but at the same time, watch quality and, I do have this thought actually about I wanted to talk about Yo and Show real quick. Show and Yo, whichever you prefer. Of sure. course, they're not a tag team anymore. But to me, they're my most favorite story to follow because one, I think they're both very talented. I, I think they both should be wrestling for and eventually winning the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. I don't think it always just needs to be Hiromu. Like, and I think, uh, I know a lot of people get angry about show and him doing the House of Torture stuff now with, you know, ha- exactly. But he's very good. I think, I think it helps. Like, I know people really hate the, the interference and whatnot, but I don't know, you need heels in wrestling, and I think they're very good at it because they piss people off, and show has a good look, all that, and eventually, I think if show were to win the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title, maybe whether he wins this tournament or not, and down the line, that's how Yo wins his first, I think that's a perfect story to tell, and I think Yo is is still trying to find himself now as a single star. I mean, he had that injury... And then he came back and, you know, it's been a weird thing. He was already a new character, but now he's trying to fully be himself. So a uh, big fan of them. I think uh, they have been the ones I've most been looking forward to watching this tournament. I haven't watched it all yet, of course, but, uh, you know, best of super juniors is good wrestling. It's good wrestling. I'm going to double down real quickly. Again, I've not seen a single minute of Best of Super Juniors, so I obviously have read the reports that uh, show is basically just doing evil light, not evil light, evil mini, mini evil uh, for the tournament. I'm going to double down on the idea that I think this whole thing, you've you, you watched Yo wrestle. How, how, let me ask it before I say this. How has Yo been uh, on the show? On Best of uh, I like it. He's trying to... So in the first match against Hiromu, he attacked Hiromu before the bell, which is an interesting little twist. Yo did. Yo did. And it's him trying to just figure out what can get him, you know, past this tough spell he's in. He's, he hasn't really started winning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what his record is right now, but he lost this first one. He attacks Hiromu before the bell. Bell starts four minutes. They wrestled four minutes of just high paced action, and yeah. it's very different from you know usual New Japan standards. And I think 
watching Yo try to figure out who he is on screen is very entertaining because it's character development. And I think as someone who enjoys that types of stuff, especially in New Japan where it's so work race based, it's it makes it's a different layer to their promotion as a whole because you don't see four minute matches. You don't see a baby face attack a another baby face before the bell. So it's been it's been a really enjoyable watch. Uh uh Yo is 0 and 3 as of night three. Yeah, that sounds um, about right. Uh, I I I'm still I, I can't my opinion I'm maybe not gonna say my opinion because I still I still question whether or not putting having show become House of Torture member versus Yo. I still question that because I feel like you know we could have all done this with Yo and then Show can continue doing what he was doing that made him popular. Yeah, as a singles wrestler, I, I I'm still questioning that. Maybe I should watch some of their matches to see how it's going for Show mm-hmm. and see how it's going for Yo to really cement that. But I've said it before on the show is that like I I don't know. I feel like Yo would have been better for House of Torture. Um, Maybe show gives House of Torture more legitimacy, not so that's not just evil and um, huge and huge dick and dick Yogo. Uh, you know, give it some more legitimacy there. Uh, but the, Yo is also a multi-time tag team champion, so you know he has just as much legitimacy as Show does. Yo is a weird one because, like, he in more ways than one. Well, yeah, he feels like he should be the babyface of the two. Mm-hmm. But his whole like new gimmick type thing of being darker and whatnot makes him feel like the perfect fit for House of Torture. So it's really weird. Yeah, that that's that's what I mean. Is that I think this guy would have been better at House of Torture. I don't know because I think because I think coming out of that show had basically a full year of elevation as a singles wrestler, right? Um, because Yo was injured. But now Yo needs to come back and needs to get elevated to the point of show as well. I think him turning heel and joining House of Torture would have been that, but alas, we did not do that. So I don't, right. I don't know. I'm cor- sort of frustrated about that. Uh, other wrestlers to get quick thoughts on. Uh, we kind of got Doki. Boot- nah, it's okay. We can move on. Any matches that really stuck out to you so far? Yes. Uh, give me one second. Let me get the. A little uh, match guide going just so I can point out exactly because let me tell you, I'm trying to watch like seven tournaments at one time. Has Master Wado been good at all? Yes, yes, I love Master Wado. That man's awesome. Whoa, what? What do you mean? I love you. Don't like Master Wado? Uh, Bushi versus Doki on day one was fun. Okay, uh, Dookie, not Doki. Um, Master Wado versus El Phantasma was entertaining because Mr. Wato is the man who pulled off the upset. Uh, again, Hiromu versus Yo on day one, very good. El Desperado versus Show is pretty good on okay. day one as well. Um, as you can tell, I've mostly watched day one. Oh, uh, Dookie versus Yo on day two. Mm-hmm. Very good match. Dookie, man. Just watch Dookie. Just watch Dookie. That's that's all I've watched. Dookie's good. Night three, he faced El Phantasmo. That must have been a good match, too. Well, that's El Phantasmo's fault. It's not. It's not Dookie's fault. Let's go. Come on, guys. Dookie, Dookie's got a cool mask, and he's cool, and he does crazy shit. Like, what's not to love about Dookie? I think 
I think the problem of my interest in Best of Super Juniors in World Tag League is not only because they're put together. Leo Rush wasn't it. Me too. Me too, personally. I wanted Leo Rush in it too. Put Chris Bay in there, man. Um, no, it's more so just the thing of we're, the fact that it was the, basically the first thing right after G1. You know, obviously we had the power struggle sort of uh, intermediate uh, event. Uh, but the, it's a lot, <laughs> a lot of tournament. It's a lot of tournament stuff. I mean, we saw the burnout from tournaments in 2020 and, uh, and the fact, and you know, it's no fault. I mean, it is what it is that the Olympics pushed back the G1 climax. And so presumably we'll be back to the summer next, next year. But um, yeah, I'm just sort of, it's like, I get burnt out. I watched G1 climax all the way through. And it's like, okay, I don't know if I can just watch all these juniors do basically the same thing real quick. Uh, like, I've just... I've, and hey, then, hey, hey, now. No one does what Dookie does. I That's fair. That's fair. No one does what many of these juniors do. I. It's just, I, I'm still... I don't know. It, it's just, I'm still... Bur- you, get, you get tournament fatigue. It's just very fair. I also do, because, like... I've been trying to watch some of the DDT tournament, which is just their version of the G1. And like, I've just looked at it in my match. Kind of like, eh, maybe I'll get to it. Maybe I won't. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it's a lot of tournaments in a very small amount of time. And like, Noah did theirs. And I did not watch all of it because I did not care about all of it. But like, they had Nakajima versus Kino in the. Uh, the finals, and I think that's one of the best matches of the year. Yeah, and now I have to watch the juniors wrestle, and I'm like, I don't know if I can watch El Fantasma do anything. <laughs> but Master Watto, baby, that's my man. That's my man. We love Master Watto. Say it. Um, moving on to <laughs> WWE Survivors. <laughs> I'm very particular in the words I say on this podcast. And, and many, many of my bits on the show, Scotty, are things that I don't say. <laughs> like, like I, 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 my, my, the character I'm playing on this show, Scotty, is, is, uh, definitely, if I got nothing nice to say, I try to avoid saying anything at all. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Unless it's Jungle Boy and Anna Jay, apparently. Oh, oh, oh. All right, Survivor Series, yeah. Survivor Series coming up tonight, of course. We've got a little bit of a preview here for you folks. Raw versus SmackDown with all the stakes on the line. If you win, nothing happens. If you win, you get brand supremacy. I don't know what that means. It's just kind of a title, not like a championship, just like a you can say you won it. Yeah. NXT won that one time. That was awesome. That's they- my didn't they sweep? It, they, well, they didn't sweep. They just won. <laughs> That's true. My favorite, that might be my favorite. That's definitely my favorite version of these uh, brand versus brand versus brand. Because they had the, they had the you know, matches like that. But they also had title matches. They had Brock Lesnar versus Rey Mysterio where... Brock destroyed Dominic and Ray, but they gave that little glimmer of hope. Uh, they had Adam Cole versus Pete Dunne, which was a great match. And they had something else that I can't that last, remember. That last year? That was two or three years ago now. 
Time flies when you're having fun. I can't think. I think it was two years ago. I can't think of what the other title match was. I'm not going to lie to you. And now I'm a little embarrassed. Oh, it was um, Daniel Bryan versus one of the Wyatts. I don't know which version of the Wyatt. Probably the Fiend. Probably. Um... Yeah, it was the Fiend. Because the first time we ever saw Bray Wyatt wrestle was against the Miz. In a in his sweater. <laughs> that was a dumb match. Uh, yeah, sure was. Let's talk about Survivor Series, of course, happening tonight out of the Barclays Center in New York City. It's gonna be on Peacock. That's where you. Can- we were told WWE go back to eight o'clock pay per views. I don't like you. I mean, I, I'm working, so it doesn't matter. But yeah. like, if I was watching this live, I would be very upset. Fair. Uh, opening battle royal. It looks like it might. I think it might be on the pre-show. I'm not exactly sure. Twenty-five men 25. for the Rock's 25th anniversary. Exactly. Yes. We have a big battle royal here of 25 men. Of course, Scotty. Do you want that list for you right here? Here we go. Strap in. We got our truth. We got Cesaro. We got AJ Styles. We got Shelton Benjamin. We got Robert Rude. We got Sami Zayn. We got Dolph Ziggler. We got Eric. We got Drew Gulak. We got Ricochet. We got Ivar. We got Ginger Mahal. We got Angel. We got Cedric Alexander. We got Apollo Crews. We got Angelo Dawkins. We got T-Bar. We got Shanky. We got Humberto. We got Chad Gable. We got Montez Ford. We got Otis. We got Commander Aziz. We got Mansoor. And we got Omos. They released Keith Lee and kept Shanky. <laughs> <laughs> Of the they, what a fucking company! Twenty five people for the twenty five people they released in the past four weeks, past two weeks. Um, Ooh, that's that's harsh. I don't know if that's true. Accurate. I don't know if that's accurate completely. Pretty accurate. close. Of do you have any picks for this twenty fifth anniversary of the Rock Battle Royal? Uh, I guess Sami Zayn's up there. There's no evidence that the Rock will be at the show. There's not a chance, probably. <laughs> They would have announced if The Rock was going to be there. <laughs> like, they need to sell tickets. They can't be like, will he be there? No, they need to sell tickets. Uh, Let me look up WrestleTix to see how many You t- just said so many things. I mean, I know they're doing terrible for Raw tomorrow, but, I mean, come on. Um, Sami Zayn. You just named so many people so quickly. You name – who do you think will win? It doesn't have to be any sort of thing. Well, uh, the problem is, I only remember Sami Zayn and Shanky. Okay. <laughs> Final two: Sami Zayn versus Shanky. Who wins the battle royal? Gotta be Shanky. Uh, I would like to. Oh, I have it right in front of me now. Uh, I would like Ricochet to win, but that's fun. Oh, AJ Styles. Do you think because it's celebrating the 25th anniversary of The Rock? I, I think I'm, I'll say. I don't want to. You think right. The Rock's gonna win? I think the Rock's going. Do you, I think that because it's the 25th anniversary of celebrating the Rock, uh, they're gonna have some sort of blue chipper win it. I don't think it's gonna be. I think AJ Styles could be like a final two. But well, I, they do have the King of the Battle Royal in the match. Uh, Mansoor. Yeah, he is in it. I think I could see Mansoor winning this. I could see Montez Ford winning this. I could see. Um, for, for, a blue chipper. I mean, that makes you think, though, that like they're gonna get behind this guy. <laughs> Great point. 
Great point. And like, I don't see a single person they're gonna get behind on there besides like maybe Otis. <laughs> Otis. Um. Uh, WrestleTech. Why are we still talking about this match? <laughs> says that uh, they have ninety four percent sold uh, as of eighteen hours ago for Survivor Series. So they might sell some more at the gate. Uh, That's pretty good. High ticket prices and everything. We have eleven thousand tickets distributed. Pretty good. Pretty I got good. a tough situation coming up. First live wrestling show I could possibly go to, but then I saw it was a WWE Super Show. And I was like, oh, I don't know about that, but I could. I might. I might have to go just to acknowledge my tribal chief. I'm not too sure. Should uh, I go to WWE Day One in Atlanta? I would go to that. It's on a Saturday. That's why I'm like, maybe. I kind of like that. I like the name of it. I don't know why. I like day one because it is day one of the year. I don't know. That's not a bad. I mean, who knows what the matches will be. Uh, I, mean, I might just wait until later because the tickets might go down. Yeah, I mean, the tickets for us are like already going down. It's like that same week, I think. It's like the, it's the Saturday after that, which is very funny. Uh, they're coming here. Um, but uh, anyways, let's not talk about Battle Royale anymore. Non-title Raw versus SmackDown r- tag team match. The Us- All of them are non-title. <laughs> all, yeah, good point. Uh, the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Usos, are going to go uh, going up against RK Bro, Randy Orton, and Riddle. Who do you got? Tough one appears. Tough one. It's a tough one because, like, you know, WWE thinking, do they want to piss off Roman and have the Usos lose? Like, you know, I'm or do they just have Riddle get pinned? I feel like we run that story into the ground. Well, they never fail. I'll say the Usos. You'll say the Usos? Yeah, because I think Randy RKO'd one of them on Raw or something, and like reverse booking says they get the upper hand, and Matt Riddle's very easy to pin. I'm going to say Randy Orton gets it because uh, then they can put over uh, how Randy Orton has so many matches and so many wins. This is also his pay-per-view. He is Mr. Survivor Series. Yeah, so I think I think he's gonna win. It's his pay per view. He'll he has all these matches. I what? take it back. I'm on your side. They're winning. Yeah. What's what's the what's the record that uh, Randy Orton's are breaking? Uh, he is breaking the most pay per view matches of all time in WWE history. Wow. Yeah, it's a <laughs> lot of. You said that he was like on Monday. Then he would have on Monday. He will break another record. Yeah, most matches in WWE history. Assuming he has a match on Monday. Yeah, that's what he said. That's literally what he tweeted. He's like, assuming I wrestle on Monday. I was like, I'm happy he also doesn't know. <laughs> I like the, uh, what do you think that match could be him versus Riddle? Like they the, the team explodes here. No, but I would like if they made it something important. Like when I say important, just like give him a big singles match. Like, yeah. what are you going to do on Raw that's important enough not to give Randy Orton a big singles match? Nothing. There's nothing. Does he have to have a win or just have a match? Just have a match. Put him, get him in a world title match against Big E. Just do it out of the blue. And have Big sure, e why not? Win. Have Big E win. Try, well, yes. <laughs> Let's be serious here. Big E has to win. There's, there's no doubt about that. Intercontinental champion Shinsuke Nakamura will be facing United States champion Damian Priest. 
odds that you knew that Shinsuke Nakamura was Intercontinental Champion until you just read it? I thought he was. I, I would have said yes. Because I forgot the other day, and I was blown away when I got reminded. Um, Damien Priest. That's the problem with Survivor Series, is like, I think to myself of like, why is this? Why does this show matter? It feels non-canonical, this show. Yeah, yeah. All right, we got to call timeout. I'll be right back. Yeah, I'm just getting up in the middle of the stream. Because I have to. <laughs> you have to go for it. I'll talk. So All yeah, right. the show feels non-canonical just because I don't know that it's just what are we doing? What are we doing WWE with their things? You got Shinsuke Nakamura here, the IC champion. They are he is feels ice cold in this company. Damian Priest feels like they're pushing him. I can see him winning over Nakamura and then that can be treated like a big win. Um, in that universe. So I can see Damian Priest. I think WWE really likes Damian Priest. And I think every once in a while, WWE like properly tries to protect a guy. And I think they're doing that with Damian Priest. I think they have plans for him. And I think the plans are eventual future star, which I don't disagree with. I think that's the good move for them to do. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I think Damian Priest could win here. I, I don't, I don't freaking know. Um, let's move to, let's move to the, oh man, I don't want to do this. I don't want to talk about Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair until Scotty gets back, but let's talk about this God dang Raw versus SmackDown elimination tag team, the Survivor Series women's match. Um, Bianca Belair, Team Raw, of course, Bianca Belair, Carmella, Liv Morgan, Queen Zelina, and Rhea Ripley against Team SmackDown, Natalia, Sasha Banks, Sheena Baszler, Shotzi, and Tony Storm. The big weird storyline stuff is that they announce all these teams on like the mid-afternoon of a random Saturday on social media. And then the storylines have been like kind of replacing people and putting them in. Like Aaliyah was in this match, and then Tony Storm got put in. I think Shotzi was a mystery person, maybe. Um I don't know if there was anything at the raw side. I don't I don't remember. I don't quite remember. But the whole concept of it is obviously Survivor Series. So the big predictions are who's going to win, but more so who are going to be the final people. Uh, they're teasing the idea of Sasha Banks having the most Survivor Series eliminations. I think she is. I think they said she was down one. Uh, not I don't know by how many eliminations, but she was down by one person who has more uh, eliminations than her, and that's Natalia. So that could be interesting, maybe. Um, you know, you can have Natalia lose and Sasha Banks thing, do these things. I can tell you who I think should win, um, or who I think should have be the sole survivor. Um, I think your sole survivor should be like Bianca Belair and Liv Morgan. I think the two of them should be the sole survivor. I think Liv Morgan, you're pushing her to be the, I think she is the number one contender for Becky Lynch's Raw Women's Championship. So I think having Liv Morgan be a sole survivor will look good for her. And Bianca Belair. We talk about this a billion times. Bianca Belair needs something. She needs to come back and be something. So I think her uh, her and Liv Morgan being a potential sole survivor could be a great spot. Scotty, you're back. I, I talked about the entire card. I blew through it while you were gone. How are you doing? There's no way you blew through it. You're on the women's tag match. <laughs> Dang, he found me out. 
Uh, do you have any thoughts about the women's Survivor Series match? I do. I think Liv Morgan should be the sole survivor. I think that would mean Raw wins again. Shit. Shit. Yeah. Uh, I guess it doesn't matter. Um, like I said, who cares? No, there's no stakes. Who cares? Who wins? Well, there's still three matches other than that, too. So it doesn't matter. This is true. Who gives a shit at the end of the day? Uh, I was saying that I think uh, Bianca, I would love to see Bianca Belair and Liv Morgan have the Bees of Soul Survivor because mm-hmm. Bianca Belair needs something and Liv Morgan, uh, she's your number one contender. So why not have her be the Soul Survivor? Well, I like both of them. So that's why they should be Soul Survivor. Uh, Team SmackDown probably doesn't like each other either because Shotzi and Sasha hate each other. Yeah. Yeah, I'm agreeing. Uh, the only person I could see maybe be sole survivor for SmackDown outside of like the boring choice of Sasha Banks is Tony Storm. I think it'd be a good spot to put her in to have, be that sole survivor and make her look good. Uh, they've randomly remembered the other day that they had her mm-hmm. or last week, and now she's trying to challenge Charlotte for the title. And I don't think it would be out of the question to have her win here, maybe mm-hmm. build her up more. And actually have her beat Charlotte. Because Charlotte wanted to put over Bianca a few uh, month ago or so, remember. And I wouldn't be shocked if Charlotte would say, oh, let's put over Tony Storm. Or at least Charlotte said that. Yeah, well, I don't really like Charlotte at all. I don't believe anything she does. But I like Tony Storm. Wouldn't mind Tony Storm had some shine. But I like the idea that you had of Liv or Bianca. I think that would be a good spot for them. Um, the, well, let's kind of just go straight into that. The, uh, non-title, of course, Raw versus SmackDown match. Uh, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. Uh, obviously, so the, obviously the story is all of this is what's happening seemingly behind the scenes between the disdain and hatred between the two of them. Um, the work, shoot. Uh, interviews that they're having. Dalton Castle won the television championship. Oh, spoilers, man. Oh, shit. Sorry. I didn't think you would care. Uh, sorry. Anyways. I don't, um, I don't care. I don't care. Uh, good for him. Good for him, then. <laughs> that was so funny. You're like, what the frick? Uh, what were you saying? Um, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. Yes, yes. Okay, I have an angry... I have a few angry thoughts about this. Real quickly, though, my question for you is, do you think it is a work or a shoot? Uh, I believe it was a shoot at the beginning, and now it's all work. Mm. Like, I think the fight in the back after the title thing, that was a shoot, but ever since, it's been a work. Uh, uh, A worked or worked shoot, as it were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think I think they they have a match here that has so much history behind it, right? So much history. Former friends, better rivals. This is the this is the feud that started Becky's launch into superstardom, which by the way, Charlotte's never reached, and I will keep saying that she has never gotten to this point. Uh also, just so dumb that they act like Becky's a heel, by the way. Like, I was watching her do all this stuff against Charlotte, and I was like, she's not a heel. Like, everyone wants to cheer her. Mm-hmm. But 
Instead, what they did is they tried to make it more of a legitimate shoot than focus on the simplicity of their history. They instead be like, oh, yeah, we don't like each other anymore, yada, yada, yada. Well, technically, you're not supposed to anyways, by the way. Like, you guys had a feud, and you guys main evented WrestleMania, and all this jazz. And I was like, you weren't ever supposed to like each other in kayfabe. So, like, why are we acting like this is a big deal? Um, They just... They just missed the mark on an easy match to tell, in my opinion. Uh, I think they're going to probably have a great match because Becky and Charlotte often have great matches together. Their match from Evolution, possibly the best main roster women's match of all time. Uh, Their last women's standing match, I believe. One of the best, uh, bar none. But that was also when they seemingly loved working working each other uh, and liked each other. I, I don't think they like hate each other in real life. Like I just don't. I mean, I, I think they have that one fight, but like that's just too at the end of like that's just two top stars, you know, trying to look good in the end. And you know, they saw it different ways. And that's not the first time that's ever gonna happen. It's not the last, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin walked out because his match with Brock Lesnar wasn't built up. Understandably so. I would have done the same thing. Like, top stars do this. And I think it's cool to see, you know, two people actually care now in WWE. Like, how many people do you think actually care? I think the top champions probably right now do. I think they actually have legitimate people that care. Uh, You know, if they weren't top stars, it would be hard to work with. But, you know, that's a conversation for another day, Mr. Keith Lee, poor guy. Um, I don't... You I don't, do not want Charlotte to win this match. I do not want her to win this match. That is my only take. You know what I would love and what I think they should do? What? <laughs> I was trying to think of something. I just... No, nah, I got nothing. Don't have the match. Oh, that'd be great. Do a storyline where Charlotte doesn't show up. Ooh, that'd be good. That'd actually be that'd be that'd be interesting. Hmm. That'd be really good. That'd be really good. I think. I, I, yeah. Just I don't have to watch Charlotte wrestle. Just do a storyline. Well, yeah. I just it, these pay per views don't matter. So you can just cut a match off the card. Who cares? Um, Truthfully. I don't want to be mean to them, but like, if there's any reason someone bought a ticket, it's for the tag matches and Roman versus Biggie. Yeah, well, there's also there's a bunch of evidence saying that Charlotte Flair is not like a huge money making draw. She's not at all. Never has been. Never will be. Um, Be- Becky not wrestling would probably anger people, but they could just slot in like Banks if they wanted to. Slot in Bianca Belair. <laughs> Well, they're both on Raw, so that would be. I know. We'll do a SummerSlam rematch. Oh, they could just make a title match. Yeah, why not? Bianca Belair, sole survivor. She can then do the SummerSlam thing. That's. I mean, I wouldn't be against that. I either that or just like give someone some shine on SmackDown against Becky. Yeah, that's not terrible. I think I I like because because what does that do? I mean, it plays into this whole thing, right? Yeah. 
plays into the whole story. If this is a work, the a good idea would be just don't have the match. Don't have it. Charlotte doesn't show up because then the, you get more heat on Charlotte. You get Becky be the face a little bit of this feud, and it is more heat. That might you know this might that might be a Louis Louis take, but uh, but I think that could be you know the idea here. I I, I think it'd be a cool thing. I mean, I would rather see that and have Becky Lynch face like Bianca or Liv or Tony Storm or something than than Becky versus Charlotte potentially like shooting fake shooting on each other during a match oh they're gonna fake shoot i'm gonna be so upset like like it uh, like i i think that could be fun i think you can continue i think you could that you can turn this into more money by doing that because then yeah you do a match down the line yeah i mean i wouldn't be against it but i doubt it yeah i doubt it like yeah we gave more thought this, to this match than they probably did. Survivor Series men's tag team match. Team Raw, Austin Theory, Bobby Lashley, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, and Seth Rollins. Originally, Mysterios were on here, but they got replaced. Uh, versus Team SmackDown, Drew McIntyre, Happy Corbin, Jeff Hardy, King Woods, and Sheamus. With, of course, Mad Cat Moss and Ridge Holland in the corner. I have a take. Sure. This will be very good. Like, I feel like out of anything on the Survivor Series cards, at least the tag mat, the traditional tag team matches usually, you know, deliver in in aspect. Uh, you got a lot of talent here, plus Happy Corbin and Austin Theory. I, Austin Theory is good in the ring, at least. Um, you know, we, we don't like him for what he did, but as a wrestler, he is good. Uh, big spot for him, too. Very big spot for him. Uh, right. Tells you a lot. Uh, it's going to be a fun match. I mean, you got last year they ruined it. Last year they had, you know, Seth Rollins do the Messiah thing, which was very cool, but like at the same time, it was dumb. <laughs> it was like out of nowhere and never explained. Yeah. Yeah. They never did anything about it. It was just to get him off TV so they could have the baby, but uh, whatever. It's going to be a good match. Who's the potential sole survivors? Uh, I don't think Austin Theory will be a sole survivor. I don't think we're going with the young gun here. Uh, I feel like SmackDown has to win this match, probably. Uh, Thinking who should be the sole survivor. Uh, They probably won't have Jeff Hardy do that. They won't have Sheamus do that. I could see Drew. Like, I I think, you know, we're not trying to make a star here. We're just going to have Drew be Drew here. Yeah. And I could see that be the first step in getting him back to the top. Uh, thankfully for him, since going to SmackDown, he's gotten the reactions back. They've just been very simple. That's They're like, okay, let's have him go do an open challenge, wrestle good people, have good matches. What an idea to get someone over, by the way. Uh, so I think I think Drew McIntyre as Soul Survivor makes a lot of sense. I like that too. I, I I could also see you know King Woods maybe being there as the sole survivor. That was my other thought. Um, on Raw, if anything, Bobby Lashley and maybe Seth Rollins, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Finn Balor maybe as well. I like agree. I think SmackDown could win this it, again. It does not matter. I just want to see a good match that has little to no story, uh, and by that I mean like outside nonsense story. I just want to yeah. see good wrestling between all these guys because all of these guys can go. 
all of these guys can even happy Corbin. Yeah. At his best, he can go. I will give him that credit. Like I remember him in the King of the Ring a few years ago when him and Chad Gable were having that. Oh, Chad Gable should be in this idiot. What am I talking about? Uh he's in the battle royal. Of course, of course, yes. Uh, but yeah, they can all go. Should be it should be a good match. I'm in agreement with you. Let's not bring outside story into it. Let's just have a nice match. Uh just do the match. Yeah, for once in your life, do the match. <laughs> and finally, your main event, of course, is going to be Big E, Ooh. the WWE champion against your universal champion, Reigns. This is juicy. This is juicy. Big E on the run of his life. Uh, he just was at the uh, big boxing fight yesterday, I saw. He was doing the big announcing. This dude's like becoming mainstream every single outing, and it's great. Uh, and then there's Roman Reigns. They're working hard to get him to get him out there more. And, and... Well, I know he's friends with that guy, so like I think he was actually asked to do that. It wasn't more WWE on that one, but yeah, he's they're getting him out there more than they ever got anyone else out there in a while. And I think it's just because he's he just has that charisma to him whatnot but this is i think this is that match that you're waiting for for roman you know roman doesn't have many challengers that can beat him he doesn't have many competitors that can take him down and big e is that i always thought big e should be the guy to beat him at wrestlemania next year they of course went the other way they didn't do that it is what it is. I always thought Roman Reigns losing to Big E made a lot of sense. Uh, they're telling a story between Roman Reigns, King Woods, and Kofi. And, you know, I'm going to say the New Day, but it's just those two. So it's not the full New Day. Uh, I, I think, you know, that day one pay-per-view, they could potentially be doing Roman Reigns versus King Woods for the title. And I think that would be actually a very smart choice. Everyone loves king woods i i love xavier woods you're probably a fan of i think everyone loves the new day i think that's a crazy thing to say xavier in his hometown of atlanta exactly perfect match you know you have everyone cheering for him except for maybe ryan knightsey <laughs> you're booing king woods you turned he a lot everybody well you're not you, you're doing the right thing you're acknowledging i'm a crazy uh, guy <laughs> Oh, that'd be so funny. <laughs> no, boo. I just wanted to give a shot at you. Uh, but that's that's then. And I think maybe a way to continue that is you pull off the shock in the main event for the first time in forever, and you actually had Roman lose. It's not going to happen. Roman's winning this. But <laughs> if anyone were to beat Roman Reigns in current form, Big E. Maybe that's our gimmick with uh, WWE pay-per-view previews. It's just just us saying what should happen and acknowledging that it won't happen. Well, I mean, I love Roman and like they should just be different and have Big E like win a massive match. Just one dime. It wouldn't be the worst thing to have him lose this match like it's non-title it's just champion versus champion pay-per-view doesn't matter it does not matter you elevate Mm biggie i'm I'm sure they're gonna have a great match because these two are just you know it 
big meaty men slapping meats. Like, uh, what else can you ask for? It's just two big guys. And I think it's going to be a very good match. Uh, will it be like match of the year? Probably not. But it's going to be that WWE type great main event. Well, let's talk about that reality of the situation is the likelihood of Roman winning. What do you think that does to Big E? You know, the Big E's reign is, you know, beating Bobby Lashley in like kind of a weird way. And they're going to screw him probably. Yeah. The idea would be screwing Big E over. Um, but what do you think that says about Big E and how WWE sees Big E as the champion if he loses to Roman? It, uh, if he loses to clean, that's worse. But, you know. Yeah, that's really bad. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure they'll do some, you know, bullshit to make him lose, which is fine. It is what it is. It's just it's what WWE does. That's just it's what they do. And at, at this point, I don't Woods and Kofi make the save. Yeah, well that's that's why I think maybe like there's this little chance they were like, okay, let's get Big E the win. Uh and I think that would actually be interesting because you'd have a over the top angry Roman who lost the match that he can't get back. Yeah. Like he can't he's not gonna fight Big E, you know, next pay-per-view. Like he can't get it back. So I think that would actually be an interesting story to tell. They're not gonna do it, but they should. And that goes back to like, you know, how you were trying to tell the story of Becky and Charlotte. Uh, I don't know. I, I think if SmackDown were to lose the night because Roman Reigns lost, that would just see, that would be like easy storytelling. You know, he brings his wrath to SmackDown. It's actually interesting. You build to that match with something new, just give him something, a new character Right. like they it's not roman's fault that they keep making him do the same thing like he's just he he doesn't have control over anything he probably is like here's who i want to wrestle and then they're like yeah maybe um but i think he has such easy feuds right now on the roster king woods jeff hardy two guys instantly he's gonna get booed against ultimately drew mcintyre at a big pay-per-view like they have a couple guys now, new guys. Just, just, just build a fun story. Let Big E win, or just you know have him get screwed over. And then there's doubt. Oh, maybe you know if Brock Lesnar comes back, he will beat him. So on, so f- whatever. I'm just putting too much thought into it. No, I like it. I like it. I like it. Well, that Survivor Series, of course, is going to be on tonight. If you're listening to this, it's happening tonight so get your boot up that peacock folks and 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 watch it or don't or just you know don't watch it after the releases and and don't support the company or stream it if you want to see some matches find find it on a totally legal streaming site Uh uh-huh uh-huh speaking of totally legal streaming sites war chamber i don't have i don't have a i don't have a thing here we can end the show, Scotty, or I know we both wanted to talk about this show. We have to talk about this. We have to. So War Chamber was on. War Chamber, uh, MLW did their War Chamber show on Wednesday on Fusion or Alpha or the hell they're I thought it was War Games. Uh, it was War Games originally, like many years ago, but then NXT was like, no, 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 that's our copyright. And then they had to change the War Chamber. But it wasn't even a War Games match. Oh, it was one ring. You're right. I acknowledge that. <laughs> That's my whole point. It was one ring that had barbed wire on top. 
I totally forgot about that. It was one ring. <laughs> it had 10 men in the smaller sized MLW ring with a steel cage that had barbed wire on top of it. And not did it, not even like terrifying barbed wire. It was one strand. I went through the entire match and I did not even recognize. Oh my god! I, I, that was the first thing I noticed. I was like, "What is? What is? What is this? Like, what am I watching?" Ugh. I loved. I we 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 got. You loved what? There was nothing to love about this except for the end when Jacob Fatu destroyed Contra. There was nothing else to love about. I loved how we got to like kind of spoil that Jeff Cobb was coming to the promotion. They debut him, so they get they get Jacob Fatu out in the ring first. Cool, that's cool. Oh, that uh, and, then, and, and then there's like, who's the next person? And then it's like the graphic plays. It says Matanza Duran, and the crowd's like, wait, what? 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 And then and then Dario and Matanza come out, and we're talking to Matanza, Lucha Underground, the jumpsuit, the mask, all that, all the gimmicks. The key. Interesting. His last name also changed. His last name also changed. The key and everything, uh, all this, all the gimmicks, uh, and everyone's like, "Oh my god!" The commentary, "Oh my god!" It's Matanza, and then and then he takes off the mask, takes off the thing. It's Jeff Cobb, you know, the guy who played Matanza. And then they're immediately like, oh, wait, no, that's Jeff Cobb. But he used to go by Matanza. <laughs> but they're here or there. He's here to he's here to wrestle. And then they call him Matanza Duran, and he's wearing the Jeff Cobb singlet. I mentioned this before in a previous episode, how dumb that is. Just have him wrestle as Matanza. Why are you changing it to Jeff Cobb? Who cares? Who cares? If you're not going to put him with Will Ospreay, who apparently is coming to this promotion, which also, when is that? I don't know anymore. Either way, I did like Matanza versus Jacob Fatu starting. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, and then the match just got dumb, dumber and dumber from there. We got Sentai Death Squad soldiers, one and two. We can't. It doesn't help all of Contra's back, except for Jacob find, Fatu. Like, they're all not good. <laughs> we can't find two more guys to be on Contra unit for, these, for this match. Where where's Simon Gotch? Oh no, we really don't need him. Well, he, we really he's busy shooting on Enzo. Uh, oh, it's it was it was so bad. Like yeah, Kamen Fatu was fine. It was you know they were in the fake war games match. Why, why was Savio Vega in here? <laughs> that absolutely blew me away. I was like, what am I watching? He, and all he did was pretty much lay down on the ground once he got in there because he was probably gassed. Uh, it was just so bad. And Jane Naduka, that man. Wow. He's cool. Former NXT recruit. Got Raw cut. as can be, but. He's got something there, though. He's yeah. Got, he's got good intensity. Yeah. I mean, he's got the look. I don't know if MLW is the place for him to get better, necessarily. Sure isn't. Uh I can't believe Will Ospreay's going here. When? <laughs> I hope he saw this. Uh, end of no- nope, it's November now. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you thought they would have announced his match. Did they announce his match? Is he going to team with TJP? Uh, wait, hold on. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> 
according so uh will osprey is to make mlw debut in december that was the announcement october 13th october 28th wrestling inc new japan pro wrestling reported pre- reportedly prevented will osprey from working with mlw in mexico due to triple a oh it looks i would i wish you didn't say in mexico <laughs> well because it's because it's they're in conjunction with the crash which the crash works with triple a which triple a is rivals of cmll uh but if that's the case if that's true if that the mexico tours their december taping and that's where will osprey would have been now <laughs> will osprey is not coming to this company at all yeah they haven't talked about him in like because he's going to be there in January because he's going to be in Japan. <laughs> and, he, and who the hell knows if he's staying in Japan? <laughs> he pro, uh, He's definitely not showing up. <laughs> what he's is not this doing promotion? Anything. This promotion is insanity. I remember and there was a... There was, every week. <laughs> they have a timeout. Timeout. So I'm going through their Twitter. And there you go. Who's on your MLW Mount Rushmore? No one. <laughs> Filthy Tom Lawler, one. Uh, Timothy Thatcher. <laughs> Timothy. Killer Cross. Oh my God. Um. Uh. Uh. Barrington Hughes. Oh, this is a cursed sweatshirt. <laughs> it says property of Major League Wrestling. Oh God, no! Please no! Oh God, no! Don't do that to me. I remember there was a time where you tried to make a case on this show that MLW was an easy watch. My it's man. A week. It's a week every week. It's never- War, War Chamber was not an easy watch. <laughs> it was the most difficult watch I had all week. And I, I watched NXT 2.0. <laughs> Speaking of which, is going to have a real War Games match. Just saying. <laughs> With Cora Jade. Hey, 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 hey. I have went on record. Time out. No. I have went on record to say Cora Jade's going to be a star. And I stand by that. However, and she has like done extreme matches in the Indies. I'm mostly worried about JC Jade for the 90th time because let me tell you, not great. I don't care if Cora Jade has done some deathmatch wrestling on the indies. She is 20 years old. She has had two years of wrestling experience. And she Cora Jade's a star. I'm telling you, no one listens to me. She was gonna she's gonna be in a freaking war chamber match. No, not war chamber. War games. War chamber's a stupid cage with a no, 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 timeout. Where's William Regal? Let's go. Look, you know what? Let's go off the rails a little bit more. Already you know that Impact is doing a knockout X Division match. Yes, I saw that at Hard to Kill. You want to talk about dangerous? <laughs> Who are they going to put in that? I don't know, man. <laughs> like, I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I was like, oh, wait. Mickey James and Deanna are in the title match at Hard hard to kill hard to kill kill. and i was like oh what are they gonna do well we're gonna here's here's what we're gonna have alicia's gonna be in there (laughs) 
hardcore. Oh god, no! Oh god, please no! <laughs> maybe Sue Young. I don't know where she is. She may be injured. I don't actually know. So if not her, then maybe like Kimberly. I'm gonna call... think of how funny that name is, Kimberly. It's pretty good. I'll. I think Jordan Grace. You're mocking me, aren't you? I think Savannah Evans. Tasha Steeles, baby, she's winning that shit. There's a, and then you know, maybe like Tanil. Tanil, I don't know how many people. How many people are in a hard in in the? I think six. So Tasha, Tanil, Sue Young, maybe Savannah Evans, Sue Young slash Kimber Evans, Kimberly. Don't like any of this. Savannah Evans, Jordan Grace, War Games, Alicia. Oh, Chelsea Green might be in it. <laughs> She's definitely going to be in it. Thanks for the... We need to end the show. No, it's yeah. just kidding. This has been not the worst show we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> but it hasn't been great. And it's not our fault. We don't have content. We our, had- con- our content this week... No, 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 no. Our content this week was WWE releases, which, you know, evergreen content. Uh, <laughs> Survivor Series. See you in two weeks, folks. War Chamber. Mean. War Chamber. <laughs> I'm going to get canceled. But at least we got to talk about New Japan and Noah. So that was fun. This yeah. Is- and we talked about a tournament you haven't seen yet. Yeah, this might be our worst episode. <laughs> <laughs> Plugs, uh, Scott. Plugs. Where can find you? If if uh, you want people to find you, you can find me at this exact address. <laughs> Just happy hour. Uh, I have to find. This is troubling. I have to find a match of the week that I actually watched from this week. I watched a lot of like old stuff to try to catch up. Yeah. Uh, but you can find me at Scott E Wrestling on Twitter. Uh, match of the week. From this week and not last week. I been, I watched knockout knockouts knockdown. <laughs> was the fourteenth last week? Oh, it was that was Sunday yeah. of last week when we recorded last? So fudge. Uh, you watched knockouts knockdown? Yeah, I watched that like a decade ago, oh, buddy. Come <laughs> on now. Uh, we'll do Brian Danielson versus Evil Uno. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was fun. Uh, wasn't a great match. It was good. Uh, Brian Danielson was very mean. I enjoyed that. Uh, Jake Cargill versus Red Velvet wasn't that great, but it was fine. Oh, wait a minute. I have a match. Shan- nope. Never mind. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Ryan Nightsey. You can follow the whole network at Countout Pod. Ring Post really doesn't have a Twitter account. I don't know if it necessarily should. It would probably just be like an aggregate of links. But, you know, maybe that's something. Uh, I have no idea. Um, but uh, <laughs> at Countout Pod is, is where you find the network, of course. Um, uh, f- if you like the show, subscribe. If you like more nonsense of what we do, subscribe to the show, of course, wherever you get podcasts. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We would greatly appreciate it. My match of the week uh, is from um, G, not GC. Well, kind of. It's from Ring of Honor. Uh, it's from Ring of Honor. It is the GCW tag team title match between the Briscoes, AJ Gray, and Effie. I thought that was a really good match. It was a good like GCW style plunder match. Uh, 
uh, Effie got like destroyed through a table at one point. I think it was a frog splash from the top rope to the floor. Um, just, just unbelievable, unbelievable. This match was pretty good. It was not great, but it was pretty good. Effie killed himself. I love Effie's new thing of just killing himself out there. AJ Gray is a great wrestler. So that's what I would recommend. It's from Ring of Honor, Honor for All on November 14th. Um, so yeah, those were all the plugs and everything. Um, Al, all right, wrap it up. <laughs> Alsto West says, which do you prefer, Scorpion or Sub-Zero? And then they say Adam Cole, baby. Scotty, which do you prefer? Prefer Scorpion, Sub-Zero. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say uh, Glacier because he's sub. I'm gonna say Sub Zero because of Glacier. <laughs> Scotty's I've killed Scotty. He's there's nothing left in him. There's nothing left. It says oh. my internet connection's unstable. That tells me all I need to know about this show. All right. <laughs> well, uh, see you later, everybody. It was a good ride. This has been a Count Out Podcast. Hi, guys. This is Lauren. This is Michael. And this is Your Dose of Death Podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, or everything in between. We have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling, whether it's past, present or future and you're probably wondering where you can go support us you can find your dose of death podcast on all major podcast platforms especially along with the count out network of podcasts and also you can support us on the count out patreon as we have exclusive content only on the patreon for all of our listeners we hope that you go listen to your dose of death podcast very soon see you at the shows